إذاعة البيان تقدم لكم هذا البرنامج سائلين الله عز وجل أن ينفعنا به بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولأما بعد وصلنا في كتاب الفتن من كتاب الإمام البخاري إلى الباب الثاني والعشرين باب إذا قال عند قوم شيئا ثم خرج فقال بخلافه أورد الإمام البخاري تحت هذا الباب عدة أحاديث الحديث الأول يقول فيه الإمام البخاري حدثنا سليمان بن حرب قال حدثنا حماد بن زيد عن أيوب عن نافع قال لما خلع أهل المدينة يزيد بن معاوية جمع ابن عمر حشمه وولده فقال إني سمعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ينصب لكل غادر لواء يوم القيامة وإن قد بايعنا هذا الرجل على بيع الله ورسوله وإني لا أعلم غدرا أعظم من أن يبايع رجل على بيع الله ورسوله ثم ينصب له القتال وإني لا أعلم غدرا أعظم من أن يبايع رجل على بيع الله ورسوله ثم ينصب له القتال وإني لا أعلم أحدا منكم خلعه ولا بايع في هذا الأمر إلا كانت الفيصل بيني وبينه إذا هذا الحديث يحكي, يحكي حادثة لابن عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وهذه الحادثة حصلت في عهد يزيد بن معاوية ويزيد بن معاوية ممن تولى أمر الخلافة بعد موت أبيه معاوية وكان معاوية رضي الله عنه قد أخذ له البيع من الناس فيقول نافع ونافع هو مولى هو مولى ابن عمر قال لما خلع أهل المدينة يزيد بن معاوية جمع ابن عمر حشمه معنى ذلك جمع جماعته الملازمين لخدمته فقال إني سمعت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ينصب لكل غادر لواء ليشهر به بين الخلائق يوم القيامة فالغادر الغادر يفضح بين الناس يوم القيامة لكل غادر لواء يرفع عند إستيه بقدر غدرته فيقال هذه غدرة فلان ابن فلان فهذا فيه تحذير شديد من الغدر من الغدر وأن صاحبه سيهان يوم القيامة كيف سيهان سيفضح أمام الخلائق بأنه قد غدر وحصل منه هذا الفعل وحصل منه هذا الفعل القبيح فابن عمر يعني استدل بهذا الحديث يرفع يقول ينصب لكل غادر لواء يوم القيامة فعلى ماذا استدل به فقال إن قد بايعنا هذا الرجل يزيد ابن معاوية ويزيد 
يعني صاحب فسوق وليس على الجادة وفسق الإمام غير مسوغ لخلعه ما لم يرى الكفر البواح فالنتيجة التي حصلت من جراء خلع يزيد شر عظيم شر عظيم يعني يزيد يعني بعد ذلك يعني حصل هناك هجوم على المدينة بسبب خلعهم ليزيد واستبيحة المدينة وقتل كثير من الناس يعني كثير من الناس فالنتيجة التي حصلت إذا من جراء خلع يزيد كانت شرا عظيما وأهل العلم, العلم يختلفون في لعن يزيد الإمام أحمد في رواية لا يرى بذلك بأسا حتى قاله ابنه لما لا تلعنه وقال وهل رأيت أباك يلعن أحدا فقال يعني ابن عمر إني سمعت نبي الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ينصب لكل غادر لواء يعني يشتهر به يوم القيامة وإن قد بايعنا هذا الرجل يعني يزيد ابن معاوية على بيع الله ورسوله يعني على, على شرط ما أمر به من بيعة الإمام في الطاعة وإني لا أعلم غدرا أعظم من أن يبايع رجل على بيع الله ورسوله ثم ينصب له القتال وفي المسند وإن من أعظم الغدر إلا أن يكون الإشراك بالله عز وجل أن يبايع الرجل رجلا على بيع الله ثم ينكس بيعه يعني ابن عمر كان من علماء الصحابة ويرى أن يعني الغدر على درجات يعني ويرى أن الغدر مع الإمام يعني أن يعطي الرجل رجلا بيعة ثم يغدر به قال هذا من أعظم الغدر لا يفوقه يعني لا يأتي يعني فوقه إلا الإشراك بالله يعني الذي أشرك بالله لا شك أنه يعني غدر العهد والميثاق الذي بينه وبين الله عز وجل فيأتي بعد هذا في في الشر يعني كما قال يعني ابن عمر يأتي بعد الإشراك بالله الغدر مع الإمام الذي أعطيت له البيعة على طاعة الله وطاعة رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ثم يعني ينكس الرجل البيعة ثم قال ابن عمر لخدمه ولأولاده لا أعلم إني لا أعلم أحدا منكم خلعه يعني يزيد ولا بايع أحدا في هذا الأمر في هذا الأمر إلا كانت الفيصلة يعني مقاطعة, بي مقاطعة بيني وبينه يعني قال لهم ابن عمر مهددا من علمت منكم أنه غدر غدر الإمام فنكث بيعته مع الإمام أو بايع رجلا آخر فترك بيعة الأول يعني وبايع رجلا آخر لا أعلم أحدا فعل منكم ذلك إلا كانت هذه يعني الفيصلة بيني وبينه بمعنى مقاطعة بمعنى يعني يعني مقاطعته ففيه وجوب طاعة الإمام الذي انعقدت له البيعة 
على ما عنده من فسوق وفجور وظلم ما لم يرى ما لم يرى الكفر البواح ومع رؤية الكفر البواح لا بد من القدرة على التغيير وإلا عرضت دماء المسلمين للإهدار وصاروا طعاما للسيوف من دون فائدة فإذا الخ يعني الخروج على الإمام حتى مع مع يعني وجود الكفر لا يكون إلا مع القدرة على التغيير مع القدرة على التغيير لننظر نتيجة ما ذكر من نقض بيعة يزيد استبيحت المدينة وقتل من أخلاط الناس أكثر من عشرة آلاف تصور هذا في ذلك الزمان يعني هذه الفتن التي حصلت بين المسلمين انظروا إلى هذه الأعداد الهائلة التي يعني قتلوا يعني الذين قتلوا واستبيحت دماؤهم انظروا إلى سيرة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وانظروا إلى حروب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني ما مات معه إلا يعني عدد قليل في هذه الفتنة يعني لما لما يعني لما خلعوا لما خلع أهل المدينة يزيد واستبيحت المدينة قتل أكثر من عشرة آلاف منهم نحو سبعمائة من حملة القرآن وجالت الخيل في مسجد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وذكر أن المدينة خلت من أهلها وبقيت ثمارها للعوافي من الطير والسبع وكان ذلك سنة ثلاث كان ذلك سنة ثلاث وستين من الهجرة يعني لم يمضي يعني يعني زمن طويل على موت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يعني في هذا الزمن ما زال بعض الصحابة أحياء يعني يعني فمع يعني مع قرب عهدهم من النبوة حصل ما حصل وسالت دماء كثير من المسلمين بسبب هذه الفتن كم من أمير تمنى الناس زواله بل قام الناس عليه وأطاحوا به فصاروا بعده يبكون عليه أشد البكاء ولا يأتي زمان إلا والذي بعده شر منه إذا سبب ذكر هذا الحديث يناب في تحت يعني في كتاب الفتن أو تحت هذه الترجمة لأن الإمام البخاري قال باب إذا قال عند قوم شيئا ثم خرج فقال بخلافه يعني يعني فسبب يعني أو يعني مطابقة الحديث للترجمة من حيث أن الذي ينقض البيعة قال في الغيبة خلاف ما قاله في الحضور يعني في الحضور بايع الإمام على السمع والطاعة وفي غيبة الإمام قال كلاما بخلاف ما قاله في حضوره عند الإمام فهذه تعتبر يعني تعتبر غدرة فما ينبغي للمسلم يعني أن يغدر وإلا عوقب بأنه يأتي يوم القيامة يعني وعند عاقبه وعند إسته لواء يعني يعرف الناس بغدرته بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم 
Imam al-Bukhari, rahim, uh, Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah, he narrates to us in the uh, chapter titled, If a person says in front of a people something, and then he departs from them, and he says opposite to what he said. Imam al-Bukhari narrates from Sulaiman ibn Harb, narrating from Hamad ibn Zayd, from Ayyub, from Nafi'ah, he said, when the people of Medina withdrew their Pledge of Allegiance to Yazid ibn Muawiyah, uh, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu gathered his uh, folks, his servants and his, yani the, the people in his household and his children. And then he said, so this is uh, Nafi', uh, the slave of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma narrating. He said, then Abdullah bin Umar said, Indeed, I heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say, It will be erected for every uh, traitor a flag on the Day of Judgment. Other narrations, they add, that uh, the flag will be as high and as large uh, in re- respect to the, the magnitude of that person's betrayal. Then uh, in the hadith, Imam Bukhari narrates uh, that we, Abdullah bin Umar, is now addressing the people of Medina. Why he gathered his family and his his household of children and so on, and he left. And he said, addressing the people of Medina, that we have indeed given the pledge of allegiance to this man, the pledge of Allah and his messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And I know of no betrayal that is greater in magnitude that a man gives a pledge of allegiance to another man the pledge of allegiance of Allah and his messenger وسلم, and then erects the embattlements of war against him that is the worst betrayal and then he said I do not know any of you that remove the pledge of allegiance renege on their Pledge of Allegiance, or that follows up this issue and contemplates this issue, anyone who does that, then that will be the separation between me and him. So this hadith that Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah narrates from Abdullah bin Umar, it's speaking about an incident that happened in the time of the leadership of Yazid ibn Muawiyah. Uh, and the people of Medina were... Uh, يعني, uh, dissatisfied with the leadership of Yazid ibn Muawiyah. And here Abdullah ibn Umar addressed them by mentioning the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, it will be erected for every traitor a flag on the Day of Judgment. And this flag will be connected to their backsides and it will be as large as their betrayal. The flag will be as high and large as uh, as much as the magnitude of the betrayal. And this will be so that that person will be exposed and that person will be despised in proportion to their betrayal. That people will know that this person was the traitor, this person betrayed in whatever betrayal it will be. But here Abdullah bin Umar says that there's no betrayal greater than betraying a leader that a person has given his pledge of allegiance to. And this uh, flag that is raised for the one who betrays his uh, betrays any betrayal is so that the person will be known and recognized so that person will be despised and that person will be uh, uh, يعني, sort of looked down upon by all others 
because betrayal is of the most despicable actions that a person can do. This hadith teaches us that the disobedience of the leader, that he does things that are forbidden, he does oppression, he does things that are unfair or unjust, or he may do uh, some things that are sinful, whether personally or publicly. That is not sufficient as a reason in and of itself to withdraw the Pledge of Allegiance to that leader. And we see in this incident, like so many incidents, that when people renege on their Pledge of Allegiance and they rebel against the leader, so many uh, tribulations and problems happen. And we'll see that how Medina became a battleground after it was a safe Muslim city, how uh, the, the, the sanctity of Medina was spoilt and the blood and the wealth of the Muslims was spoilt and many Muslims were killed. And this is why the, the issue of the very controversial character of Yazid ibn Muawiyah divided uh, uh, many of the scholars. Uh, that's why you had uh, even like Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahimahullah, there are contrary narrations from him. For example, he was asked by his son Abdullah, why do you not curse Yazid ibn Muawiyah? And he said, answering to him, he said, and have you ever seen your father cursing anyone? And so this shows that yani, Imam Ahmad, like many of the other scholars, were very sort of uh, yani, careful not to curse, nor give absolute support, uh, uh, yani, unconditional support for uh, yani, some of the leaders in the Islamic history that were not of the standard that would be expected. Uh, the Sheikh mentioned as well that this hadith shows that there's no betrayal that is greater than the betrayal of a Muslim leader who the Muslims have given their pledge of allegiance to, except in the case when the leader has committed outright apostasy, clear apostasy, and that the people uh, have a justified reason to rebel against him to appoint a uh, Muslim leader and this hadith also also shows that uh, betrayal is on different levels and different magnitudes and could be betrayal is in different aspects but the greatest of betrayals is to betray the Muslim leader in terms of giving the Pledge of Allegiance and then betraying him and fighting against him and rebelling against him. Ibn Umar mentioned that anyone who does such a thing then that is, that is Al-Faisal Al-Faisal means that is the cutoff between me and him. I will cut him off. Got nothing to do with him. And he said that I will cut off anyone that removes and reneges and betrays a pledge of allegiance given to a Muslim ruler or that he gives a pledge of allegiance to another after having given the pledge of allegiance to one Muslim ruler. This hadith also shows the importance of obeying the Muslim leader, the Imam of the Muslims, despite his uh, shortcomings, despite his wrongdoings, despite his sins, despite his uh, uh, even oppression, and the only uh, reasonable uh, reason to rebel against the ruler is when there is blatant, clear apostasy from that ruler, that person has committed kufr, uh, uh, and is outside the fold of Islam, but also there is another 
aspect and that is the rebellion against the ruler can only happen when the people have the the physical ability to remove that leader and to replace him with a suitable leader and if that is not the case if uh, there is no power even if the ruler commits uh, open disbelief and the people do not have the ability to rebel against him and they attempt to rebel against him then they will as the sheikh said be food for the swords and uh, as they as they say they will be cannon fodder they will just be you know blown away without any benefit we learn as well uh, what if we look at the historical context of this hadith and what ibn umar radiyallahu anhu said about this incident then we see the the repercussions of this incident and the consequences of this incident that when the people did indeed rebel against Yazid ibn Awiyah, it was a bloodbath. It was an absolute disaster. It was what is known as Istibahat al-Madinah where al-Madinah al-Munawwara, the, the city of the Prophet وسلم, had lost its, its sanctity and justified for the army of Yazid to enter the city and to quash the rebellion with unrelenting power. And so it left so many of the Muslims dead. More than 10,000 Muslims died. And let us put that number in perspective. 10,000 maybe in these days doesn't sound like a lot in terms of casualties of war. But in those days that was a huge number. Consider how many of the Sahaba died in the battles with the Prophet ﷺ. For example, in the battle of Uhud, such a great a hardship before the Muslims. And there were 70 dead. Imagine 10,000 dead. And the... Historical narrations say that about 700 of those 10,000 were people who were memorizers and carriers of the Qur'an. So you can see really how devastating in terms of scales of proportion it was. Uh, as well, the, even the, the horses, the military, the cavalry stepped into the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ and was, and was walking around in the masjid of the, of the Prophet ﷺ. The Medina, the, the city of the Prophet ﷺ, had become emptied. The people migrated and left Al Medina to save their souls and their property. Uh, 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 as well, the dead that were left after that battle were eaten by the uh, by the wild animals and the and the birds. And this only happened a number of years after the death of the Prophet So we can see that. These tribulations, even though the blessed time of the Prophet ﷺ and the blessed time of the early Khulafa al-Rashidin and that how quickly these beautiful years uh, can turn when the doors of fitna open. Uh, uh, the Sheikh finished by saying is that how many leaders people wish to remove and after they removed him, they wished that they could return back to his days. And reminded us of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that there is never a time, and this is one of the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ about the trials of the last days, never is there a time in which, uh, never is there a time except that the one after it is worse than it. And we go back to the title Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah had uh, in this chapter where he said, uh, the chapter of when a people say something and then, he leaves the presence of that person and he says opposing to what that is. So what is the context of that title and how is it related to the hadith? He said that a person goes to the imam 
to the Amir and he gives him the Pledge of Allegiance and then he leaves his presence and he says other than that, he, he reneges on his Pledge of Allegiance and he calls for uprising and rebellion against the leader. That this is a, a, a great danger. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from the trials and tribulations of this life. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us upon the said on the straight path. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Qudima lakum hadha al-barnamaj min idha'at al-bayan min Sydney. Sautu ahli sunnati wal jama'ah.